Well, you were talking in Aussie terms, and I didn't understand no, it. Why? Because I'm talking like King's English, and you're fucking. So down under, mate. So when I, so well, I'll put the video in the Dropbox, and you download it, and then record the audio from the video that I send you instead of recording it from Facebook. What well, actually, I, I don't even need to record it. If you send me the vi- if you send me the video, I can open the video directly the, what with Adobe what Audition. You can extract the audio from the video. Now you think no, you're you did a genius not. from saying, I "Oh, I can just do this." You're not. I explained it to you. It's not my fault. This is not a delay problem. This is your inability ability to comprehend what I'm saying. There's not a lag on what I'm doing. You, I, you just caught up. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the newest episode of Rockstar 101. His name is Brandon. He is technically the DJ. <laughs> His name's Shim. He's the rock star. Class is in session. And everybody's still in quarantine or lockdown, would, whatever you want to call it. Would we say that this is the first episode that is now functioning? Your stuff's working. My stuff's working. Look at this shit in the background. Got oh, don't jinx it. Don't, hold on. Background. I got to knock on wood. Don't jinx it, man, because I got... Go, go ahead. Tell me, tell me. Oh, I was just, I was just gonna say how excited that I am because I got my audio interface delivered today, which apparently everybody's ordering them. Yeah. Because they're not available anywhere. I tried to get one at Best Buy where you can just go pick it up. Not available. Mm-hmm. I ordered it last week. And I think today was the soonest day that it was going to be able to arrive. So I got that. I got myself a mixer. I got myself a microphone. It's Everything's working. Thank God. One more time. Knock on wood. Welcome just in case. Welcome to the club, man. I... So, F sidebar, this, check this shit out. How cool is this, right? This is, this is cool. The, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's fucking cool. And the way that I got it set up, I went online, and this is why it's important to have a good woman in your life. I went online, and I'm like, I think I need things called floating shelves. I've never considered the idea of buying a floating shelf. It is the epitome of what a wife buys when she is decorating a house. Floating shelves. Yeah. Which is a yeah. shelf that you, you drill into the wall, and I'm like, I don't want to drill in. I don't want to deal with this stuff. And she comes up with the idea of, well, you know, our kids' train tracks might work really well if you just hard stick them on the wall like a picture frame sticker. And that's what this is. This is train tracks. A little train track, like this long, slammed mm-hmm. up against the wall like with the sort of thing you could hang a picture off with those 3M stickers. And then, mm-hmm. you just, and then I can just put up my LPs. One of them fell off. There's probably one that's going to fall off soon because I did a shit job. Are they a little bit heavy for the train tracks? Yeah. Some of them are too... So like the, if it's a double LP, like the Queen double LP, that fell off. Uh, Queen's just too heavy to handle the action, man. But like... <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't I, break, did it? No, 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 no. It's fine. And okay. my dad's watching this. They didn't fall at all because they're my dad's LPs. The cool thing about this is, right, this is the dope thing. I, I These are the records I grew up listening to. These are not like vanity albums where I went and bought a... a a pile of them off Amazon because I wanted to put them up. These are from my dad's record collection when he came down last, like the last week before the lockdown happened. And I said, I wrote a list and then he brought me a bunch of other stuff. There's like, he's brought me like 30 LPs. We had, um, and I never really appreciated it, like from like zero to 10 or 12. I just looked at them as like a piece of the furniture. It was this big record collection that was alphabetized and had every classic album in it from every classic band. He was proud of the fact that he had every Beatles record. He had an MC5 record that was a bootleg album or one of the first, like it's a limited release thing. And um, Is that the one that's right behind you? Is it that MC5? That's the MC5 one. Yeah, that MC5 one is, I think, hold on, let me check this out. So this is... Kick out I was going to laugh if you took the one off and then all of them fell <laughs> off the wall. Like, it, like you just touch one but and no, it's a domino is, um, effect. So this is, this is the MC5 record. It's a double. It's a double LP. And I don't know when it was. I don't know it's the exact details. I should probably get it off. Um, it's 18. No, wait a minute. When was it? Um, what's the code on it? I'm trying to find out what year it was made. 
I think it's like 75 or something, but it's dope. And it's a limit, I think it's a bootleg or one of like the first cuts. So it's, it's worth a bit of cash. And um, so I got him to bring them down, and the, that's the dope thing. There's, there's like another 20 in a, in, a, in a bag over here that's protected that, of the other albums that I grew up listening to. ACDC, Queen, Bowie, Alice Cooper, you know, Sabbath, all that the stuff. The good stuff. The, good, the really good stuff. And then like yeah. there's, there's a couple of ABBA records and the Jackson 5 greatest hits and like classic Motown songwriting songs. And I used to listen to all that stuff too in between the hard rock shit. And that's how I learned songwriting and the craft of songwriting and all that stuff. So watch, it's going to fall. It's going to fall for sure. <laughs> <laughs> or it's going to be right when we sign off. We're yeah. going to say class dis and then blah, 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 like straight down the wall. So how you been holding so, on? Uh, you know, I'm actually, I'm doing pretty damn good because I got my, like, I don't think you realize just how excited I am that this setup is finally working and I'm happy with it. Like the microphone sounds good, at least for a home setup and yeah. everything is doing pretty good. The family, I think they're going a little bit nuts. We're still trying to figure out things that we can do to just keep everybody occupied. We ended up just going for a drive yesterday. We're we just went and yeah. drove yeah. just because we could. We, uh, we had some place to be. We had to go pick something up. Oh, I was picking up. Um, I got a new. Like I got like a Fitbit at Best Buy. So I get, I went and picked that up. Right. And uh, <laughs> while we were out, my wife was like, "I don't want to go back home." <laughs> She's like, "We spend so much time there." Yeah. She's like, "Can we just drive to the east side? Because we live in in West El Paso." Yeah. So. I was like, sure. Yeah. So we did. So we just kind of cruised out. We looked at the malls and just saw how empty the parking lots were. And there's one Walmart. It's the one where there was actually where the shooting happened. Jesus. That place was packed. Because it's the only thing open. Packed. Right? Yeah. But, but that like, place. And there's a Sam's Club it, right next door. That makes it a melting pot then for the virus if it's packed full of people, right? Exactly. Right. And it just it blew my mind how many people were there and how close they were, how many people aren't wearing masks. We actually had the governor of Texas kind of scold the city of El Paso last week because you keep hearing the numbers and it's like you want to flatten the curve. And at this point, you want to see the numbers either flat or going down. But at this point, with the social distancing and with lockdown and wearing masks and everything else, you don't want to see it still going up. And it's still going up. El Paso's right? all last week continued to go up. So as he's doing this big, uh, big spiel, uh, he's kind of showing all the big cities. You've got like Dallas, Fort Worth, you've got Houston, San Antonio and Austin and all these other places in Texas. And then he, and then he like, he specifically points out El Paso and how that thing is still going up, man. And it was like, Oh dude, like that just makes us look awful. And it's, you know, as you drive around El Paso, you can kind of see why the people still aren't taking it as seriously, I think, as they should be. Mm. Um, I went to the grocery store today. There's people still not wearing masks. Um, yeah, well, at least the, the, the problem is that I, I've seen a lot of people complaining about the fact that you have certain states that are in lockdown, certain states that aren't. So there are people that can drive out of state into another state and do whatever the hell they want and back and forth. And well, like, I mean, it, yes and no purpose or no. Tell me. I mean, I, I think at this point there's only, and I could be wrong here, but I believe there was only like eight states that didn't have like lockdown orders in place. Of course, we do have the president who's coming out saying, well, we need to open the country yeah, back he's up. and open it up on May 15, right? It's going to screw everything up. It's, until it's, there's a vaccine, yeah. until there's an actual vaccine for this thing, doing anything is going to screw this up. Here's the and that's what's going to happen. The thing that blows my fucking mind, dude, is that he's going to do it. 
he's going to open up the gates. Everyone's going to go out, especially all the poor people who need to go back to work. And then they're going to get sick and it's going to, it's going to be exponential. It's going to explode worse than it has now. <coughs> the thing that blows my mind is that you told me what you, you got the Rona. Is yeah, that why you keep coughing? You got the Rona. You, you, you said privately, um, and this is nothing a big deal, but you said that you thought he, he had a chance of getting reelected. My logic says he's no way he's going to get reelected. And you said there's, Oh, a he chance. totally is. He's totally, oh, he totally get is. reelected. <laughs> if you open the gates and you let it flood America with, especially all the poor people, but they, is that because people in the white house don't care about poor people? Because all the people that oh, they, no, of course they don't work. I know. No, of course I know they don't. They, I know that they don't have to go. I know that the White House doesn't care about poor people. I'm not that dumb. I know that. Okay. All right. But is the re- the reason that you think he's going to get reelected? You would think that why 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 is he going to get reelected? If once once enough people die. Is he going to get reelected because the rest of the country also doesn't care about those poor people? It doesn't. Here's like here's the way we're at. Care? Here's where we're at in America, in the United States, is that it doesn't have anything to do with policy. It doesn't have anything to do with what they've done, what they're successful at, or what they're bad at. It is 100% which team are you on? Are you a Republican or are you a Democrat? And I see it constantly. Mm. And that's it. It's I'm either team blue or I'm team red. And I think right now there is more team red because team blue screwed themselves up by trying to, you know, Bernie Sanders was winning and then they pushed him out again. And, and oh, Joe Biden, dude, that guy <laughs> legitimately has like mental issues going on. Like he can't give a speech. He can't talk without something screwing up or words getting scrambled in his brain or something going on there. So it's just one of those things that I right now I'm under the belief that uh, Donald Trump will win the next election and he's going to spend four years in the office Four more. That no, I could be wrong. I'm an idiot. Got to re- Here's the thing. You got to remember, I'm a dumbass. No, so here's the problem. Your, your <laughs> argument makes sense because you're right about the fact that Bernie, as much as he's great in the ways that he's great, he's never going to make it over the finish line because he's just too intense. And Joe would have been the guy who was like Mr. Obama part two because that's his whole fucking campaign and mm-hmm. but but he can't finish a sentence i mean you're seeing mm-hmm. and then when you have the two options it's 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 just fucking really I, I mean i feel myself like what do you say when you're like how can it get worse than trump versus clinton but it's trump versus biden and at least clinton could finish even though you totally disagreed and thought she was horrible for half the shit she said at least she finished her sentences yeah. and you understood her point and when you got the other guy and you're like okay he can't you might be like your old grandpa who wets the bed before christmas day and you go over and you have to hear about it from the grandma like that's the guy running the country you guys are fucked you guys are so yeah. fucked and that's, well, and that's why that- we just kind of Got to do what we do, every, you know. Yeah, every every American who I talk to, and I talk like I told you before, I'm like I don't. But I, there's not that much. How, how much Australian news is making it to your shores? How much do they talk about what's happening in Australia? Or doesn't whatsoever, whatsoever. Unless, in, I get it. I get it from you. England. Anything about England? Uh, kind of, kind of, because Italy? Boris Johnson came down with yes. coronavirus. Yes. Italy, yes, because of the numbers. If the numbers are big, it makes it, it makes here. Other news. than that, yeah, no it doesn't. But then, of course, that leads, 
but then it also that leads into the conspiracy theorists and how well you know this is all a smokescreen or this is all a false flag so that so and so can do this or they're going to do this or it's just I totally believe all of those conspiracy theories now because none of this makes any fucking sense the only thing everyone can agree on is that no one knows what the fuck's going on none of it makes sense and I I reached out I reached out to a friend of mine where I was like oh um, so let's say I, I, I had this I had this moment this moment of peace when I was like I saw the statistic on global warming and how it has taken the first significant dip in 40 years because of what's going on. And I remember nobody's on the roads. No one's on the road. The planes aren't flying. There's still all the agricultural stuff and there's still like coal being burned. But just just what we've done is enough to it's not going to reverse climate change. The idea I, I, I mean. I'm not an expert, but I remember reading a bunch of stuff that's like, you're not going to reverse climate change. You can slow it down, but the damage that's been done has been done. You don't reverse it, but you slow it down. And I, I think about this stuff now because I've got kids. And when I saw it, I texted a friend of mine and I, who's a conspiracy theorist. And he's like, it might be this, it might be that. Trump might be trying to make money. They might be trying to use him as a puppet to get you know uh, bills passed. They might be about money and oil in Syria or, or the, the Middle East or wherever. There's all these different ideas. And I'm like, cool. But what about this one? What if all of the leaders and all the heads of all the governments got together and planned a conspiracy to pull the wall over the eyes of the entire global population to say we're going to make a virus and everyone has to stay home and we're going to lose some of the people to the virus but the global warming situation will finally have taken a massive hit and the the entire global population will now be given a few extra hundred years and he wrote back he was like how does anyone make money from that and i was like mm-hmm. god damn it mother that's it that's like, that cuz that's 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 the root of every conspiracy yeah, theory is yeah, how does yeah. somebody and I make money because stupid. if somebody doesn't make money, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's, I felt stupid the moment that I texted it because at the end of the night, <laughs> and I was like, wouldn't it, be great? wouldn't it be great if this one time when people were fucking over the little guys, it was actually for the greater good? And he was like, no, no what, what's the matter with you? Yeah. You fucking high? I was like, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. And I was like, but, but I remember thinking it would be so nice. I would be like, thank you, heads of the world for doing something because think about it there's no other way that you, there's no other way that you could have had this much effect on global warming over the world uh the global space in such a short amount of time if you wanted mm-hmm. to, if you wanted to do it this would be how you do it but the same mm-hmm. thing would be said of every conspiracy theory if you wanted to pass a bunch of bills behind closed doors this would be how you do it if you wanted to make a tr- trillions and trillions of dollars in the space of a few months by keep, this would be how you do it every conspiracy theory has legs now because if you wanted to do it this would be how you do it. This is how you do it. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing is um, I, I got some friends of mine who've gone heavy into the conspiracy <laughs> theory stuff I where you it. constantly see them posting. Now that my eyes are open and, you know, now that I know more than you and there's a lot of the conspiracy theorists out there that like this is this is what they needed. They needed a pandemic like this because then it can prove them right in some way, shape or form, because <laughs> all the conspiracy theory does is create a pattern that your brain understands. It doesn't even have to be true. As long as your brain can understand it, you will believe it. And so I started to look heavily into conspiracy theories and why do people believe them so easily? And it's because your brain doesn't like not understanding. Your brain likes to put the pieces together. And so when it's a major event, whether it's a president being shot, whether it's uh, global warming, or whether it's uh, school shootings, whatever the case is, or a pandemic, your brain ultimately wants to understand that. It wants to figure out what the hell is going on so it can piece whatever it wants together. And as long as those pieces fit, you're going to believe it. They don't have to be true at all. Wait a minute, wait a minute. But as long as as it makes sense. As long as the pieces fit, you're going to believe it or you're going to give it a chance? 
No, you be- like as long as the pieces fit, you'll believe it. But that means that there are multiple conspiracy theories that are getting circulated around that could. If okay, if it, okay, well, I, I missed I missed a phrase there where it's basically if 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 you're inclined to believe right, in the conspiracy right. theory. See, so the way I think the way you said it was better, where um, you you won't necessarily believe it, you'll give it a chance. Yeah, you give it a chance. Like I, I totally yeah. every conspiracy theory that I've heard, especially from a, there's one friend of mine who's like just he's very intelligent. He's um he's a, he's an American gun toting a flag wearing second amendment proud muslim american right so mm-hmm. he's like and he's super intelligent and and he's very classy when it comes to talking about it he will not try to shove his opinions down your throat he will just say well what about this well have you thought about this well check this shit out let me send you this link let me send you that and i'm there and i'm like mm-hmm. i'm that guy that's like it can't be that and he's like well think about this if the ged and the white house do this and the and the global health organ and he puts it all together and you're like yep i can see how that would work but it doesn't translate into I now believe that's what's happening. It's more like mm-hmm. I believe that that could be one of the million things that may happen or be happening or they'll put into effect. But like I, I just I, it's so bad. It's so bad in the States. And it's why I count my blessings and I get more spiritual about being uh, with my family in Australia at the moment because I was just talking to Orianti, who's Australian. Uh, she's a guitar player for anyone who doesn't know. She's an amazing guitar player who's an Aussie. And um, we reconnected just yes, just today, yesterday and today. And she's stuck in LA and she's like, I wish I had come home. I had work here that I had to do. I, ne- I, nearly, I told her I nearly came to see Rage Against the Machine with you. And it's like having that that distinction between like knowing what life is like in another country where things are done differently versus you guys. It's even more polarizing and more eye opening compared to people like friends of mine like you and a couple of other people who I talk to stuff about where they're the end of the conversation is just they shrug and they go, yeah, I can't, this is what we've got to work with. Is mm-hmm. it? Like, what are we going to do? Like, we can talk all day, but at the end of the night, you just want to go pick up your tacos and your drive through margaritas and have a drink with your girl and just fucking... Hell yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the catchphrase. But I think that's part of the problem with a lot of people where, like, that that's what they, they do. They get you so wound up and crazy. And then by the end of it, your only choice is like, all right, let me get a bit sedated and watch some Netflix and just fucking forget about it for a while. Because what are you going to do? What are you well, supposed the, to do? The epitome of the person that does that is Donald Trump. Yeah, he yeah. is the one who this is fake news. Yeah, yeah. This is fake news. What they're saying is yeah. fake news, and he just repeats that phrase over and over and over again. And what that does is that has created that that even just an inkling of a doubt mm. to his base, to all of his followers, and to the people who are going to vote for him. So now anything that CNN does or anything that any actual news outlet does, there's a question of whether or not there's truth there. But now the same thing that like, or this, these same people that are willing to not trust the news, yeah. they're willing to go trust some random ass website that has no sources whatsoever or doesn't have any sort of reputation for being true and they'll believe that stuff in a heartbeat and it just it blows my mind because the other thing with trump what will happen is well he never said that okay well maybe he did say that but that's not what he meant yeah yeah or okay maybe that happened but that wasn't his fault and there's there's always a goddamn excuse man and i it it disgusts me because the one that made me realize or made a lot of people there's so many now you can't even people have forgotten about the pussy grabbing People are like, they've, they're like, oh, that's right. He said that. That was a while ago. Mm-hmm. That was, they had the hats and everything. That's been forgotten. That's now been, for, people forget. I'm like, what world do we live in where people are just <laughs> forgetting the stuff? And then when the guy got up on, um, 
He just try, they, they send out some poor little foot soldier to Fox News to, or CNN to be like, oh, well, yeah, the, the president said that, but then he went and did the exact opposite thing. And the way that he said it was, I believe that we're about to do this. And the guy, the poor guy had to get on the CNN for 10 minutes and say, well, if you actually listen to what he said, he it was a belief that he had, and he was waiting for the information to be corroborated to confirm that belief. And there's no one who can um, speculate on the beliefs or understandings of the president at any given moment. You can't read his mind so he had a belief and he just kept saying he believed that mm-hmm. like you like this is this is what they used to write science fiction novels about 40 50 years yep. ago. like you motherfuckers running shit <laughs> and, and and being just what my kids could run the country better than you they'd look at a situation and go good bad let's go with good and it'd be that simple but instead it's like well would you like a cookie to go with bad you go well i like cookies but then this person <laughs> gets hurt and i don't want to see that person get hurt so i go with good but cookie, cookie good, but people better. I choose people. That's how mm-hmm. a five-year-old thinks. Yeah. And like, and but the president's dumber than a fucking five-year-old. So, and you know, he's going to take that cookie. He's going to. <laughs> have you, have you heard of the comparison of Donald Trump if he'd been the captain of the Titanic? No. In no. comparison to how oh, he's handled the coronavirus? Yeah, yeah, I think I've read, tell me. So it starts with, there is no iceberg. <laughs> we won't hit an iceberg. I knew it was an iceberg before anyone else knew. <laughs> no one knew icebergs better than I do. Yeah. The penguins brought the iceberg there. Yeah. No one could have predicted the iceberg. We cannot allow an iceberg to stop our ship. The crew is spreading fake news about icebergs. Some of you have to drown. I am the best captain. Ask anyone. And the sad thing is, like, that's legit. Like, that's how he's handled this whole thing. I am the best captain. Ask anyone. Ask, but anyway, let's go. Let's, yeah, we can go to a different topic. We talk about Trump all the time on the morning show. I just get tired of it. But I, I, I did have to really, share that. We haven't really talked about it much, but we, we make a point of staying away from it because people hear fuck enough about it. But like, yeah, Jesus. Wow. Anyway. So you, for you guys, so for you guys down there, um, obviously you're working from home. Is the wife like? Are you all just lo- like? Do you guys go anywhere no. at this point? No, we have. We took the kids out to um, a park. Well, not a park. We took the kids out to a, a big patch of grass that has a little track around it for running, so they could ride their scooters. <laughs> they, could, they could ride their scooters and they could run around on the grass and kick a ball. And they could make. And every, it was really weird because like. <clears throat> We walked into the park and there's families, right? But they're all social distancing and everyone kind of just has the same understanding. It's like, yeah, we're out. We're not in a big group of 20 people. There's like a family. Just stay away. Yeah. It's just like, you stay there. I'll stay here. We're cool. And if the ball manages to make its way over there, maybe the kid will kick it back, but you don't get to start playing together. And there's just this kind of Mm -hmm. understanding. But when we went, I remember my uh, daughter is very... social and personable especially when it comes to kids she wants to just she's drawn to just meeting other kids and figuring out a game to play and doing that stuff and my son isn't even he just walks straight up to you and and like start playing he won't ask (laughs) he won't figure out he'll just be like game we play go and like he just just gets into it so when we got to the park there was this family that had this nice little uh maybe two two and a half year old girl who was just like really cute and sweet and the moment she saw my kids she just sort of pointed and was like like look daddy other kids you could let's do this let's play she was like you could tell she was in the same position as everyone else and both the dad and me looked at each other like hey man yeah Mm -hmm." just just it was all said it was all said and like hey cool yeah maybe next time yeah we'll see but it was like and he just sort of looked at his girl and was like, I know, baby, remember what we talked about? And I told my kids, like, you know, yeah, just give him a wave. But, you know, it's like- Keep you gotta, your distance. Yeah, you got to do that. I saw on um, 
we put on an episode of Play School. There's a there's a. Uh, do you guys have Play School there? I don't think so. Holy! I mean, if we do, I don't know about it. Wow! I totally never like thought we have of that. No, Play School brand no, toys. No, 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 no. This is that. That's a big thing. I just realized that. Of course, you guys don't have Play School. Play School is it like your Sesame Street? Is bigger than Sesame Street, dude. It is so big. Nothing's bigger than Sesame Street. Don't say Ses- that. It, it used to be Play School. And Sesame Street would run back to back your entire childhood. I'm pretty sure they still do. Play School is made by the Australian Broadcast Corporation, the ABC, which makes... Started off in 1966. It's an Australian institution. And I think they make an episode a week or a couple or whatever it is. But it is literally... The reason that it's such a big deal is because it's just... One or two people in a little studio at the ABC. It's cheap as chips. That's what we call it. Cheap as chips. It's just like no frills, <laughs> cheap. And they just sit down. Cheap as chips. Have, they have songs and they make games out of the stuff that you would have in your house. They do arts and crafts out of toilet paper rolls and, and uh, cardboard cutouts and, you know, little doll houses. And, and they, they make stuff out of your natural the stuff that you have. Before a kid had all the toys in the world and they could just go and buy shit from Kmart for five cents, you'd watch yeah. Play School and you'd copy them and you'd make cutouts out of paper and plastic and you know whatever mm-hmm. you had around your house. And the parents loved it because they were like, it's educational, it's interactive, we don't have to spend any money on new fucking toys. And it just, it was just, it's just a staple. It's like Vegemite, right? It's a staple. <laughs> it's a staple. And on, um, they had a special episode of Play School for COVID-19. And they actually, it was on the news that they said every parent should watch this episode of Play School. And they had written it to explain COVID-19 to kids in a kid way, where they said, you've probably been hearing a lot about COVID-19. You've probably been hearing about social distancing and washing your hands. They wrote a song about washing your hands. They had a little demonstration with like water and pepper, and they put their finger in the water with pepper in it and pulled it out. And they went, oh, it's all stuck to my finger, yucky, gross, in the kid way. And then they washed their hands and put detergent on their finger, and it naturally makes the pepper go away. It's this weird little science. I didn't realize that. But it's a thing. kind of like a visualization of what it of wa- yeah. washing your hands and does. And that's why they went like you can get really sick if you if the pepper gets on you you get very sick so you have to wash your hands. And I was like, and the one thing that I thought was funny is they started off with um they were like everybody we're going to do a game everybody take a deep breath and breathe it out. It's good to breathe. So <laughs> <laughs> they were like, it's good to take, yeah. it's good to just take time in the day once or twice and just take some deep breaths and calm yourself down. And they look at the camera and they go, parents, this can be good for you too and they it's basically it telling you to yeah, calm the yeah, f down man like, it was like everyone it was the nice little moment where the whole country just got together and went we get it it's fucked we're all in the same boat just like just chill and like and i i've had people where i've been on a conversation with a producer and i'm and i've been waiting to get on this f- f- phone call with a guy for days and we've got it scheduled and then something comes up with the kids and normally did i tell you this Normally, you'd be like, shuffle out. You'd be like, you shuffle the kids out. You'd yell at the wife, like, ah, they get it. they're in the room. I'm on the call. I told you, you know, I need half an hour. Usual fucking stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Instead, it was like, oh, my kid just cracked his head on the kitchen counter. And he's screaming. And it's like, oh, man, um, I'm sorry. I, my kid just, he was like, dude, I get it. We're all in it together. Let's finish off. Like, call me back as soon as you're done. Just call me back. No worries. And he got it. Normally, you'd be like, dude, this is not professional. Like, this is work time. It's like three o'clock on a Monday afternoon. What the fuck? I just shed mm-hmm. my- And it's the opposite now. Everyone is like, yeah, we get it. We're all at home. We got <laughs> kids. We got our stuff. Or if it's not, it's it's something else. It's like if, if anything happens in your house, you have to drop work. And luckily, everyone gets it. But that's uh, I, it's shocking to me that you. it's just weird that you've never heard of Play School because Play School is like 
Vegemite or Sesame Street. Yeah, or, play school. Yeah. Play school for us is toys. Like play school makes toys. Yeah, no, it's a totally different thing. It's a totally and it's yeah. dope. It's awesome. If you can get a guest appearance <laughs> in play school, you know you've made it. Have you ever made a guest appearance on Play School? No, no, no one cares who I am in this country. It's fantastic. Well, we need to do that, man. Nah, it's all good. You you can go hang out with Chris I Hemsworth. My first VIP, I had my first VIP <laughs> session. Uh, not my, my, I had my third VIP. All the VIP sessions are selling out. It's awesome. They're like an hour. How are you half. doing that, by the way? So Is it, are like, you doing it through Zoom or? Uh, yeah, I'm doing it through Zoom. I'm going to start doing it through Discord because it's a better setup. And I just got a 5G modem. I got the last 5G modem in New South Wales. It was amazing. I just got it. It's what I'm running this through right now, which is why it's clear and it's not dropping out and glitchy and shit. And um, I basically, you buy your ticket, you go to thehollywoodrebellion.com, you buy your ticket, you get sent an invitation to a private Zoom meeting that's password protected and there's only 10 spots. And then at six o'clock Pacific Standard Time, I open up the meeting, everyone types in their password and I admit them into the room where we're doing the VIP thing. And then mm-hmm. we hang out for a couple hours and I play songs and requests and they can ask for songs they've never heard. And there's a bunch of songs that are recorded but unreleased that I play for them. Mm-hmm. And like just stuff that you can't get anywhere else. And I, I remember thinking, people don't have enough money to pay for this. Like this is not going to work. Why would I? And, if, and Jamie was the one that was like, dude, just try one. Just do it once. I got a feeling your fans are going to want to do it. And I was like, all right. And I put it up and it's sold out. And then the next one and then the next one. So they've all sold out. And I'm like, fuck, this is awesome. Because like everyone's hurting. I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I've got to pay rent as well. I ain't some big rock star that just like, Hey, I'll just go and buy a tour bus for half a million dollars. I'm like, everyone's in the same boat. And unless you Mm -hmm. already have your money put away, like real rock stars, we're just musicians trying to make ends meet. And, and now you can't tour and no one's releasing music and no one's consuming music. What are you going to do? And I actually had these VIP sessions with people where they said, thank you for putting it on. We need, we're happy to spend the money. We need stuff to do that's interactive. It makes us feel connected and we want to support you as an artist. We love your music. Mm-hmm. And it didn't occur to me that that was how people would think. I thought they'd be like, you should give us this shit for free because people don't pay for music anymore. But it's actually, they're, they're, they're very appreciative of having some sort of experience. It's like going to, the, it's the same as going to the show. It is. It's really like mm-hmm. you would pay money to go and see me live at a show if I was in your town. The only difference is now I'm in your bedroom. And that's actually mm-hmm. pretty worth the money. Like having like you can like uh, Crow, one of these guys who's an age old fan of mine. He was he told me straight up. He was like, I ain't wearing pants. <laughs> he was in his bed with the phone up like this. He was like, why? Why? I mean, I didn't have to tell you, but fuck it. Yeah, I ain't wearing pants. Yeah, well. it's awesome. It's like you get to watch me when you're not wearing pa- like pants. It's a bit weird, but whatever. It's, you're paying for it. So it's, it's fun and it's awesome, but that's how I do them. And they're working out great. And I had my first Australian in the VIP session a couple of days ago. And then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, that's crazy. I should be letting all my Aussie fans know that this is available because everyone's at home. Everyone's at home, man. Yeah, it's true. Mm. So, so that's, a good, uh, that's a good way to wrap this up so I you can plug so. the next VIP. When do you, when do you have um, some more VIPs coming every, up? Every there, Friday night. They're on sale now. Every Friday night, there's two sessions, um, 6 o'clock and 7.30. That's what I'm doing now. So go and get a ticket, and they're at thehollywoodrebellion.com. I'll put the link in the Facebook uh, post where this is being shown right now. And, uh, yeah, check them out and tell your friends, and that's it. And then um, – When you also – you're going to be recording – was it isolated? Yeah, yeah. I just spoke to Chad uh, from Breaking Benjamin. He was Breaking Benjamin's drummer for a million years, 
and mm-hmm. he's a friend of mine. He's going to play drums on it. And then I was talking to Arianti about maybe doing guitars on it and just calling up rock star friends and being like, yo, let's just do this thing together and have fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to like, I know you're sitting at home. I know you don't have anything else to do. We're all in the zip. Help me out with this. You ain't rock stars anymore. Like, you were yeah, all just Everybody's at home. at home, man. Yeah, so fuck it. So, yeah, I'm going to call everyone and be like, let's let's get Tom Morello to play guitar on a song and uh, and make the GoFundMe a million bucks and advertise it. Yeah, let's do that and we'll, uh, you know, and we'll tell them like, hey, man, like, what's the deal? We, like, why can't we see you guys live? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's still, that was going to be the first time for both of us and that damn concert got canceled, Are man. Are going to refund so. the tickets or reschedule the show? <laughs> So that's been interesting is with Ticketmaster, they, I believe, came through and they kind of made a stipulation in their writing of contracts or whatever the hell it was that they did. Whereas basically, as long as the show has just been postponed, there will be no refund. It has to be outright canceled. Yeah. And right now that Rage Against the Machine show is um it's just postponed, which I'm 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 happy with. Like yeah, I don't want too. them yeah, to yeah. cancel. I want them to come here. Yeah. I have no problems that that money just sitting there waiting. I, I want totally them to come agree. to town. I totally agree. But Ticketmaster did get a lot of um uh backlash for that because there's a lot of people out there who had purchased tickets and and they needed that money because either they lost their job or yeah. something else came up. And, and the thing that bugs um, me is, you know, the Ticketmaster is putting all that money into a high interest bearing account and letting it sit there for a year until it comes up. And they're just going to keep that money. <laughs> they're doing, there's no yeah. way they're not doing that. They got however mm-hmm. many tens of millions of dollars of our money and it's in a high. They're going to make millions of bucks on the interest just sitting there. They're stoked. They're stoked. Yeah. That's so that's what you got going on with that. So but um, podcast on a positive note. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, there's your, here's your Debbie Downer. Back. They're never giving it back. But here we have, uh, you know, Shim. He's got his uh, lockdown sessions coming up, so stay on his Facebook page for that. You can always hit him up on uh, Twitter if you'd like. It's at Shim Moore, S-H-I-M-M-O-O-R-E. You can find me over on Instagram. It is at The Real Brandalorian. Also, if you want, um, I've been doing The After Buzz. That's a show that I do at 10.30. Well, I, I used to do it at 10.30. I think now we've moved it to noon Mountain Time on Wednesdays. So if you're um, East Coast, that would be 2 p.m. And if you are Pacific Time, that would be 11 a.m. And the wife has been joining me for The After Buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, awesome. Those have been those have been pretty fun. So we got those coming up again. That is noon Mountain Time, and that is on the Buzz Adams Morning Show Facebook page. So if you want to check all those stuff out, so do much it, for by us, all means. So much for us not incorporating our families in these podcasts. You literally have her face right there the whole fucking time, dude. She it was her idea. Like I yeah. came home, the first one that I did from the house was right when the lockdown first started, and I was like, I got to figure out how to do this stuff in my house. Yeah. So I had the setup all done, and I got home, and immediately she goes. I'm going to do the after buzz with you. And I was like, what? Really? Yeah. And, yeah. And she was like, yeah, she's like, I'm so bored. I've been sitting around looking at schoolwork all day. All we're, and she's like, I want to do this. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. she's jumped on a few episodes with me and I'm, we're going to continue to have her on, um, which has been an absolute blast. So again, if you want to check it out, Facebook page, uh, Buzz could, Adams Morning Show. I wish I could do that with my wife, but my wife would spend the entire podcast just looking over at me going, you're not cool. You're not this cool. Stop what do you acting. think she does? What right? do you think my wife does? No, she's she sort of half halves it with you. She literally gives you a bit of break. <laughs> Every time I would do something is like, hey, I'm on and in front of the camera, she'd be like, you don't fucking talk like that. Why are you talking like that? Normally, I'm a lot more monotone and chill and just like, yeah, man, go with the flow, whatever. But like when you're you're in front of the camera, it's like, yeah, she'd be like, you're, she, she would just call. She'd bust my fucking balls and call bullshit every time. Like, you don't sound like that. <laughs> well, I did have an idea. 
yeah. for a future episode of Rockstar 101. What? It's our wives. We're not even involved. That'd be just like have saying, our wives. So, yeah. And it's just like, them talking shit about us for a half hour to 45 minutes. Have you had to clean everything that we do? Brandon's underwear. Yeah. yeah and every fuck clean <laughs> shit. <laughs> How'd you have to go there? I know how to wipe my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but as, that was an idea that I thought of. I don't know if they'd be down to do it, but I, I doubt, thought that that would be no, a pretty interesting I thing. They'd be I mean, it's it'll be interesting. It'll probably get massive. Uh, it'd be really great for one episode. Oh, it's good. Dude, the numbers would be... Just, like, my, yeah. my wife asks me that. She's like, so how are the numbers on that after buzz? Of course. And yeah. I was like, you're pretty good. So I'm telling her how many views. And it was like, you know, 13,000 people. And, yeah. you know, however many people were checking it out. And and uh, how many interactions we got. And how many comments and everything else like that. And and she was like, so um, how is that compared to when you normally do it? <laughs> like, she wants to know, like, she's bringing those numbers yeah, up just because she's pain. on it with me. Bringing the Which pain. I'm telling you, you, you put a hot chick on with you, your numbers are always going to yeah, go up. So I, I'll keep it in mind, man. In the meantime, let's thankfully, do I married into beauty. We should do one of those together. We should do the, the after buzz. Once I get the, the live thing working, we'll get a yeah, Discord yeah. and we'll do one of those together as well. Because we've got nothing but time now. Fuck yeah, anyway, works for me, man. Thank you, everyone, that for note. watching. This has been Rockstar 101. Check out all the stuff that Brandon showed you and then, or told you. And then um, and then also, finally, go to HollywoodRebellion.com. Sign up for the mailing list for all the details on the stuff that we've been talking about. All of it will just get sent straight to your email with links, and it'll make it nice and easy for you. Until then, his name is Brandon. He's the DJ. His name is Shim. He's the rock star. Class dismissed. <laughs>